This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I got some messages from some of you wondering where I've been. I was only off for a week there. <laughs> I had a vacation, but now I'm ready. I'm back and I'm ready for this big end of the year push. This is always my favorite time of the year because people start doing their lists, their best stocks to buy and all of that stuff. And um, it gets exciting. So we're going to have a lot of good episodes coming up over the next couple of weeks. So you don't want to miss any of those. So make sure you subscribe. You can get the Value Investor Podcast on a couple different platforms now. You can get us on Apple Podcasts as our standalone show. You can also get us on SoundCloud under the Zach's Market Edge. So you'll get two shows for the price of one over there. And we're on Spotify. So get us somewhere so you don't miss any of these key episodes going into the end of the year and to start 2019. But let's get to this week's show because stocks are still volatile after the October sell-off. It was a little calm while I was gone, and now it's picked up again with this volatility, and that means there's still some deals out there. So I thought I'd look at what was happening in the large cap stocks for this week because we've talked about the small cap value stocks a couple times now recently, and we know that those tend to outperform but right now, the small caps are heavily weighted in the bank stocks, and those are not doing too well. So small cap value is a little bit down on its luck. So I thought we should look at the large caps to see if there's uh, you know, some interesting deals and cheap stocks there, because we might be able to get something dirt cheap that was out of our reach for a while, because the large caps have been outperforming and have been on nice runs the last couple of years. So we know that there's a few areas that are going to be really cheap with the large caps, and those are the semiconductors and like the big cap home builders. But other industries have also seen a sell-off here, and there might be some deals. So, of course, I had to do a screen to find out what was going on. And I was just going to set up a basic screen here to look for the large caps. So I started off with... The Zach's rank, of course, because we're kind of at the end of earnings season now, and most of the large caps have reported. It's probably like 85 to 90% of the larger caps have reported now. There's still some retailers and a few stragglers that have yet to go, but most of the large caps have reported, and I want to know which ones had really good earnings reports and where they raised guidance because the Zach's rank looks at those earnings estimates. And when those change, that's when you get the ranks of number one and number two, the strong buys and the buys, because the analysts are all raising their estimates. And usually they raise because the company has said something pretty good and or raised guidance along with it. So this is a good time to be looking at these and using the Zach's rank to find out who just had real good earnings reports. So I, I started with that. I started with the ones and the twos, which again are the strong buys and the buys. And then I added the market cap because we want those large caps. Now I chose 10 billion as my cutoff. I know some people go down as low as 5 billion, even on the Zach screener. It tells me to use the five billion for the large caps, but I really like ten billion or bigger, and I kind of think of the mids now as um, you know around that five 
five billion up to the ten. And um, so I just I'm gonna go with the ten and we'll see what we get with that. But yes, it's gonna be the much larger companies here. And then for value, I went with the straight, the the good old one we always use, which is the PE. You could use something else. You could use the price to sales or maybe even the peg. But I went with the PE here and I started with the a peg of 10 because I kind of wanted to do those dirt cheap ones. And um, that's pretty cheap. The average of the S&P 500 is still around 18 now. So 10 is much cheaper than what I normally would screen for. But when I screened for these three components with the PE of 10, I only got 25 companies. So I, I took a look at it. I was like, meh, I felt like it was a pretty small list. And on it was a lot of the financials, not surprising. A lot of them has sold off, not just the banks, um, but also other financial services type companies, some of the brokers, that kind of thing. And so I expanded it to a PE of 13, just wondering what I'd get with that without going all the way up to 15, because that's still really cheap, 13 and under. And I got 49 stocks, so I almost doubled the number just by moving the PE a couple notches higher. And I took a look at that list, and I liked what I saw a little bit more. So I was a little more intrigued there with the nearly 50 stocks, and I picked out five that I normally do. Um, I have five names that look kind of interesting here, and you might want to dig in a little deeper on some of these, but they're cheap, and they all, I believe, all pay a dividend too. Yes, they do. So we're getting the classic features of the large cap stocks, which is the dividend, and now also getting them cheap. So let's dive right in and see what ones I liked out of this list of 49. The first one is an energy stock, and I know a lot of you are anti-energy. Maybe you have been for several years. I'm the only one who, who continues to like energy, I feel. Uh, so it's, a, it's the hated sector right now, but there are a lot of deals there once again. And this one, because it's a big cap and it's big oil, you're going to get a dividend with it. So it's BP. Ticker is BP. And I know with this one, some of you also still have um, issues with it because of the Gulf oil spill. I get it, but it is cheap. And so I'm including it here. And these shares, they're down 6% year to date, which doesn't sound as big a sell-off as what you might see with the um, explorers, the smaller companies, but still down and still cheap with that PE is 11.5. The earnings are expected to, to jump 89% this year, so that's enormous. They only made $1.88 last year. They're going to make $3.57, the analysts say, this year. But 2019 is looking real good, too, with earnings growth, already up another 9.4%. So you do have some decent growth there for one of these big cap and the uh, big oils have refining and other... Uh, components that makes them a little more stable when the crude price goes down. This is also one that never cut its dividend when the crude prices really plunged down in 2015, 2016. And what is that dividend right now? It is yielding 6% right now already. So you are getting that pretty juicy dividend. This is one of those hide out in type of stocks where you're going to get the dividend and Hopefully, um, a little bit of rebound here when those energy prices rebound. But that's the first stock today, BP, ticker BP. 
Then we're moving over to the retail side. This one is also kind of hated. Um, I'm not totally sure why, but it's made a rebound recently. So it's the shares aren't off as much as you might think, but it's still cheap. So it's Walgreens Boots, ticker is WBA, and it has a PE of 12.5. So just under that 13 level, still, like I said, cheap, but it's trading near its 52-week high. I was surprised. I kind of went to look at it and I was like, man, this is probably getting beat up, but it's not. Shares have rebounded and they're up 9% year to date, but still cheap. So still might have some more room to run. For this fiscal year, fiscal 2019, earnings expected to be up 8.6 and another 7.8 in fiscal 2020. So no, it's not a super high growth name. You wouldn't expect it to be with the type of business that they're in. But these estimates are being revised higher, like I thought they would be with the good Zacks rank. And you you do get the dividend which is yielding 2.1% right now. So if you're looking for a retail play, that's kind of off the radar. And this is also a play on um, wellness because you can get flu shots and you know the pharmacy business that they have and all of that. Then Walgreens Boots is one you should be checking out, WBA. Then let's switch over to the technology side. And this is a company I have mentioned before on the show. I still really like it. It it has sold off a little bit recently, so it's gotten a little bit cheaper. But if it if it sells off even more, I'd like it even more. So it's Sony, ticker is SNE. I actually do own this one in the value investor portfolio I run here at Zacks. And it really has transformed itself from a products company into one that's content and entertainment. So obviously used to make the Walkman or still does. Someone is still probably by the Walkman. Do they even sell it? I don't know. I should look. But they still make TVs. They make cell phones or smartphones, other electronic devices. None of those are doing very well right now, really. That's not where the growth is coming from. They have the PlayStation that killed it last quarter. So the gaming is super strong. They also own a big chunk already of EMI, the music publisher. They're buying out the rest of it by the end of the year. So they'll take them into the top three of music publishers in the world. I like that aspect. That's content. They also have the movie division, which has been up and down for them over the last couple of years because it's so hit or miss. You know, they have a big big film that doesn't do very well, they lose money. And then they have others that do do well, like last year with Jumanji. That was a surprise. They are making a sequel to that, by the way. Um, So yeah, I like Sony a lot. PE is just 11.4 here, so much cheaper than some of its peer competitors. And it's got that good management. They just um, have been shaking things up over there the last couple of years. So the shares are starting to respond to some of the changes that management has been making. They're up 11.9% year to date, but still off from their earlier highs. So the shares have gotten cheaper. Earnings expected to be up 38% in fiscal 2019 and just 2% in fiscal 2020 so far. But we only have, I believe, two estimates on Sony. It's not much covered given given the name and its prestige. It's kind of surprising, but it is a Japanese company and a lot of analysts do not cover the foreign companies as much. So uh, I think they're just basically on hold for fiscal 2020 so far. And the company itself always issues kind of conservative guidance. And so it's not surprising when they beat that conservative guidance as well. 
So I I just really like this one, and it is um, a growth name with the low PE, like I said. And they do pay a dividend. It's not as high as some of the others, but it's just 0.5%, but you do get something for holding around on this one. Okay, let's switch over to the financial side. Now, like I said, I did see a lot of financial companies coming through the screen And this is one I chose because it's a little bit broader than some of the others. So it's MetLife, ticker is MET. They do insurance, the annuities, employee benefits, their asset management. They're in 40 countries. I don't think people realize that they are global. And they just recently announced an additional share buyback. So they're super shareholder friendly because they got the cash flows. They just announced a new $2 billion share buyback. They recently bought a billion dollars worth of shares already. So I think their total authorization now is like $2.5 billion. So that's not too shabby. And you're getting a dividend with this one. And the yield is 3.7. So that's a pretty... um, interesting combination there. A huge share buyback plus the dividend. Year to date, these shares are down 9.4%. That's why they're pretty cheap here with the PE of just 8.4. So it is under 10 for this one. And it has a peg of 0.7. So it's got that value plus growth credential too. Earnings expected to be up 18% this year. I think a lot of that is from the tax cuts, to be honest. So some of that is is the tax cuts. But 2019 also still showing them up 4.5%. And for a company like this, that's not not horrible earnings growth, actually. So um, we're getting it cheap enough. That's the whole point of being a value investor. We're getting it cheap. So we're not as concerned about having double-digit growth or something like that because we are paying less for those earnings. So that's MetLife, ticker M-E-T. And then I'm going to round it out with a trucking company that I know I've talked about in the past because I really liked it even before I saw what it did again this quarter. So it's PACAR, P-A-C-C-A-R. The ticker is P-C-A-R, and they make trucks, trucks, engines, the aftermarket parts, and that kind of thing. They have a lot of big brands you would know, like Ken Kenworth, um, the Peterbilt, DAF. And in the third quarter, once again, they saw strong global truck demand. Again, record truck production, record market share in Europe, and they had strong aftermarket parts sales as well. And they said that the customer demand for the Kenworth, the Peterbilt, and the DAF still is at those record levels and the backlog is strong. They too have started a share repurchase program. Well, they did last quarter. It's $300 million and they spent $59 million this last quarter. So they still have $241 million on this share repurchase because again, their cash flows are good too. Their dividend yield is 1.9%, so that's not too bad just to write around the 2%, but they're cheap. Their PE is just 9.5. They have a peg of 0.8, and these shares are down 20% off their recent, um, or year-to-date down 20%, but they're off their recent lows. It was worse than that (laughs) recently after the October sell-off, so they've gotten a little bit of a bounce here, but still really, really cheap because everybody's assuming oh, the global recession is coming. And since the market is forward-looking, it's not pricing in these great quarters. It's pricing in the bad stuff to come. 
they think, why would anyone buy trucks when the global recession is coming? So this is all going to turn to the dark side for this company is what the market is saying. But earnings growth for 2018 expected to be up 44%. And you had nine estimates higher uh, for this year in the last 30 days, only one is lower. And then 2019 analysts still bullish there. They see earnings growth of 1.3%, but coming off of 44%, that's still impressive. Eight are higher there with only two lower in the last 30 days. So obviously the analysts are seeing some good things going down into 2019, especially with that backlog still being strong. So they're not seeing the slowdown, but the market believes that it's coming. That's why those shares are down 20% year to date. But this one, real cheap, that's PACAR, P-C-A-R. So what I would say for advice on finding the big caps is to look for good quality management with the track record. And all five of these are paying a dividend. Two are also with that big share buybacks. There might be even more share buybacks, but those are the ones I saw just looking at their recent earnings reports. And that is great, outstanding cash flow management, basically, that they're able to do both of those things at the same time. And that's shareholder friendly, which is what you really want if you're looking for a large cap stock that's on the value side. You want to make sure that um, you're getting some of these benefits as a shareholder. So the stock market, like I said, it's worried about peak, peak earnings with the case of Picar, you know, peak uh, production. And that's why we're seeing a lot more value stocks here and why we're seeing these sell-offs. And, you know, it's a good time to be looking around to see what's out there on the value side. And it's good to be getting into value stocks if there is going to be a slowdown because you are paying less for those earnings, like I said, and that's what you want to do. Now, I left off the big banks but I saw several on the screen. JP Morgan was one of them. Citibank was the other one or Citigroup as it's called. And you know where to find those. So I didn't really want to cover those again here. But yes, the banks are still attractive. I still like them. I'm still buying them in my own portfolios and in the insider trader and the value investor that I run here at Zacks. But um, not seeing much on the FANG side yet. I'm sure maybe some of you thought, oh, maybe the, some of the FANG stocks will be in here. And even Apple, which is the cheapest among the FANGs, isn't quite cheap enough to fit into this kind of screen. It's not trading under 13 times yet. I don't think it's even under 15 times yet. It's still got a little bit of um, a premium to it, even though those shares are down off their highs as well. But I'll keep watching that one because it might be included here sometime soon if some of this volatility continues. And I'm still watching some of the other fangs too, like Google and Facebook. Those are the other two that are on the cheaper end of the fang names. And you never know, some of them might come back into true value valuations. And if they do, I'll be talking about it, of course. So for now, we're not getting any of those fangs, but these other names aren't too shabby either. Let's recap what those are again. We had BP, if you like the energy and you're getting that 6% yield, that's BP is the ticker. Walgreens Boots is WBA on the retail side. We do have tech. We didn't leave it out. With Sony, ticker SNE, they should have good holiday season. 
Uh, MetLife is M-E-T. If you're wanting one of the financials that also um, is bigger on the insurance side and all of that, that's MetLife, M-E-T. And then the truck manufacturer, Picar, that's the industrial manufacturing, that's P-C-A-R. And as always, I'm going to be back next week with more value stocks because a lot is going on. And as I said at the beginning of the show, you don't want to miss any of it. So be sure to join us as we look at value stocks to close out the year. And I'm going to be covering uh, the small caps again, I'm sure, and where to find the best value stocks for 2019. Those shows will be coming up. So be sure to subscribe and I'll see you again next time.